You are listening to Deeply Connected. I'm your host, Ludmiła Woodruff, and I am here to help you heal relationship patterns with yourself and others so you can create conscious relationships through connection and authentic love. Now, let's focus on getting you deeply connected to yourself and those around you. Welcome back. On today's episode, I am so excited to talk about the difference between someone who is emotionally available and someone who is emotionally unavailable and how to notice a difference. So when we talk about most intimate relationships, our romantic relationships, all of us look for connection, for this deep connection and bond with another person. And sometimes we might want that, but also be very afraid of that. Afraid of showing all of us to someone else and opening our heart, opening our hopes and desires. Uh, For so many of us, it can feel very scary. So emotionally available person is someone who is very comfortable with expressing their emotions. Emotionally available person will share their desires, their hopes, their dreams. They will be also very comfortable or more comfortable to share their anger, their grief, their pain, their heartbreak, because they are in general more comfortable with emotions. And emotionally safe person knows how to self-regulate more because they might have been raised in a household where that was modeled where all emotions were welcomed, where they could really see and feel their parents going through different types of emotions in a way that felt safe and stable and secure. So as I'm speaking of this, I can just feel in my body this warmth. I'm just taking over, taken over by just this beautiful feeling inside of me when I think of emotional availability. Because in relationships, you can notice it by someone who is interested in you, someone who is interested in how you feel, in how your day went, how your business went, how just how you are doing. They will ask you. They will also be able to share about their own day. They will be open about what went wrong and what worked really, really well. And so being around somebody like that, feels calming and soothing and nurturing. And if you are open to receiving that and being around a person that is emotionally available, I call it, you can be felt and you can feel the other person. Feel it with your body, not only your brain and by analyzing and understanding them logically, but literally you are in their presence and you can't keep smiling or you can't keep thinking or feeling like this feels amazing and safe and like home. On the other hand, emotionally unavailable person feels a lot of discomfort with emotions. Not only they will have a hard time holding space for your emotional um, moods, but also for their own. Because they, how they were raised, 
was most likely in a way that forced them as children to just cope. So oftentimes, emotionally unavailable people were raised in a way that if they had experienced emotions or they were feeling in some type of way as children, they were told that it is too much, that they need to handle themselves, that um, they were too emotional. You are too emotional. You are too much. Please stop this. Stop crying. Nothing big happened. They were told, and it might be you. So if you recognize yourself in this description, I have so much compassion for you. Because as children, we learn so much of what is allowed and what we are safe to share by how our parents respond to us or our caregivers. So if you had emotions and they were completely shut down by, your, by the people around you that were supposed to love you and, and care for you, and they still loved you in their own way, you learn that it's not safe to share. You learn it is not safe to feel. You share that this is seen as a weakness as something that is wrong with you. And you start coping by just shutting it all down. So if you have some type of intense emotions as a child, and children have all types of emotions, as we know, you start shutting it down over and over and over again, because that feels safe to your internal system. That feels safe to your nervous system and your brain not to show that anymore. And being left unsupported with your internal experience creates this adaptation of avoidance, avoiding emotions with yourself, but also avoiding feelings with others because it is not comfortable, first of all. It is not received or hasn't been received. And it can also jeopardize a connection because if I show my feelings, then will you still love me? Will you still be there for me? Or will I be judged? Will I be shushed again? Will I be told that I am too much? So I just want to say that wherever you are emotionally available or not, you make sense. You make sense. You had to adapt to survive. You had to adapt to still try to be connected to your caregivers. So I want you to know there is no shame and no judgment if you have a hard time with expressing yourself. I just have so much compassion for you because I do know that even if you are avoidant and emotionally unavailable, you do crave connection. You do. It just doesn't feel so safe and doesn't feel comfortable. If you are emotionally unavailable, you can also feel like you need more space away from people. You need a lot, a long time. You, you can navigate relationships, but only to an extent on emotional level. Um, it feels very different to be emotionally available or unavailable. So if you are dating or if you are already in a relationship or married, this is so helpful to know. And let me tell you why. Because if you want to shift from being emotionally unavailable, there is a way to do so. And if you are dating, I want you to really pay attention to what kind of men you are attracting. Very often, if you are more of an anxious woman, meaning you can be very powerful in your business, but in relationships, you really crave finally to meet that person for yourself and you are just waiting and you have so much desire and your heart is open in love and then you keep attracting the same man over and over and over again, it is a sign for you. It is a sign that maybe you are attracting all this unavailable man because on some level, 
you are pleasing and you are also maybe uncomfortable with some of your emotions. That's why we are pleasing. And that's why we are so anxious and we don't know how to lean back and hold ourselves tall and hold ourselves to a higher standard. So I always say when we keep attracting and we keep attracting different types of people, but when we don't notice the difference between somebody emotionally unavailable and available, there is also a part of us that is disconnected from our own feelings and emotions. I hope that makes a lot of sense because it does. One more thing that can happen, um, even with emotionally available people, when we experience a lot of stress in our life, when we have work and kids or just very demanding job and we have some trauma we haven't processed, um, we can be more available in the relationship, but when the stress level rises and we feel overwhelmed, a lot of us can go into kind of a shutdown or needing more space and being by ourselves. And that is okay as long as we can communicate that. So some of us can get, I think all of us can sometimes get into maybe avoidance. Uh, the difference is how do we deal with it? How do we communicate that? So if you sometimes get overwhelmed yourself and you don't know maybe how to handle stress in a healthy way when it gets too much and too much for you, one way of doing it is really recognizing that it is okay to ask for space, that I can be still emotionally available and also say, you know, honey, I really need space right now. I feel overwhelmed. I need to just go and be by myself and take the 15 minutes, take the time to just decompress by yourself. Because when we feel stressed, our body mobilizes and our muscles are tense and we feel a lot of tension and constrictions in our body. It is very hard to feel open and open-hearted when we are so tense and we are under a lot of pressure. So that also makes sense. Just communicate, please communicate. Because when we don't communicate, we leave the other person hanging and they can be wondering what is going on. What is going on? We have a great relationship. Everything is going well. And now I feel this wall because let me tell you when you are emotionally available, the wall is there especially if you are around someone who can feel that. If I'm more emotionally available, I can feel your wall come up immediately. So just paying attention to yourself and what your body is, how your body is feeling and what it is doing and communicating. And it can be very hard to communicate for someone who hasn't been taught how to do that. And I get that. If you weren't modeled how to express yourself and say, you know what, I love you and I need some space because I am feeling overwhelmed. This, just this, as simple as it sounds, can feel very uncomfortable for some of you. So understandable. And I would encourage you to just try it. Try it with someone who feels very safe to you because you need to start creating a different experience for yourself of sharing our emotions. So if you are already married to someone who is more emotionally unavailable than you are, one way of engaging and encouraging them is just communicating what you feel and giving them space because they need space and they need their boundaries to be respected because very often their boundaries were not respected when they were children. So you can say, honey, I can see you are overwhelmed and I'm giving you all the time you need and I would love for us to come back to it later today because I also need to share something with you. That's the healthy way of communicating that you understand they need space, 
you feel that they're disconnecting in some way because they're also disconnected from themselves, but also stating what you need with grace and respect. Very different than when someone shuts down and you don't address that because you are afraid to address that and they stay in shutdown for five, six, two hours or two days and you keep feeling first maybe peaceful, but then you start feeling agitated. Then you start feeling like left hanging here. You don't know what is going on. And let me tell you, this anxiety will, will really shift into anger at some point and frustration and disrespect, you feeling disrespected, and then you will explode. So there are so many ways how you can address this dynamic uh, of being emotionally available and emotionally unavailable. Another cue for you if you are dating is if you notice that, that the, the man you are seeing has a hard time expressing his emotions, you can just also say that. You can say, I'm enjoying my time with you. I really love spending time together. Um, you are such a valuable person. And I can feel that there is some blockage. I feel that there is some um, challenge in communicating how you feel. And it's okay. I understand that. I'm just wondering if there is something that you want to explore with me or something to open to discussing. And if not, that's also fine with me. So you see in this scenario, you also express yourself. You don't demand from the other person to change. You do not force anything on them because we do not control and we do not force and we do not fix or change people. But what we do do is to really voice what you need, what you think, and you can ask the other person, what do you think about that? Is that something that you would consider? Is that something that you ever thought about? In marriage, the same. And then it leaves it up to them to figure it out and come back to you. It's such an empowered place to be with and be from with somebody and with yourself. So those are very important things to look out for in, in dating. Is the person really comfortable with their emotions? How do they respond to me when I share my <laughs> sometimes big, intense, overwhelming emotions? Are they running away from me? Are they not comfortable? Are they changing the subject? How do they really respond or react to me having all those emotions? This is so important to see and, and really notice when you are dating. In your marriage or relationship that you have been with this person for a longer period of time and now you are doing some healing work for yourself, you can realize, wow, I have not, I have not noticed before that, yes, in our dynamic, I am more of the pursuer when I'm anxious and my partner kind of goes and hides because that happens a lot in relationships. And he's really uncomfortable with sharing, like on, on deeper level, he's very uncomfortable. I understand it can be hard. And I hear you and you have so much power and impact, not power to overpower him, but power to really step into yourself first, into the truest expression of yourself in a very feminine, gentle, but also secure and clear way and communicate what you need. Um, very, very powerful and empowering for you and also for your relationship. Another thing I want you to pay attention to is how are you avoidant with yourself? Are you avoidant with your feelings or are you emotionally available for yourself? Because a lot of times we are mirrored things in our relationships. And if you are open to it, we can notice so many patterns that we ourselves 
can be unaware of. So I want you to really check with yourself. How am I feeling today? Really close your eyes. Take a deep breath. How am I feeling today? Am I feeling anxious? Is there some worrisome feeling inside my body? Is there happiness? Is there, is there like contentment? Is there frustration? What is this really what I'm experiencing right now in this moment? And if you can't connect to that in your body, it means we are disconnected from the body. If you can connect from your body, what do you do? What do you notice yourself do when you feel different types of emotions? And this is another thing I want to say. We in a society really, really like to label things and it's supportive sometimes, but we also like to think in extremes, meaning we can go to very bad or very good. And there is nothing in between black on, or white thinking. And when we talk about emotions, very often I hear there are bad emotions and there are positive emotions. There are negative and positive. In the realm of emotions and being a human, there are not bad, negative, positive or good feelings. It's just all feelings. It's just all your experience. And all of those emotions need your, need your attention. And I will talk about this more in another episode. But so if you are experiencing anger, how do you express yourself? How do you express your anger in your relationship and with yourself? Really notice that. Am I comfortable with that? Yes or no? And when I share my anger, let's say, how does my partner or the man that I'm dating, how do they respond to that? How do they respond when I share, just literally think of yourself when you were a little girl and you were eating cotton candy or you had uh, your favorite lollipop and you just enjoy the flavor of it and you could giggle and you can just feel yourself giggling. Hmm. You know, it puts a smile on your face when you are this joyful woman, almost like a little girl within you and you are playful. Is this comfortable for you or is this very uncomfortable? And how is that for your partner? Can they receive you when you are that or not? So emotional availability and emotional unavailability touches on so many things. So first of all, if you are dating and you've been attracting all those unavailable men, this is something within you that needs to be addressed. This is something you really need to start paying attention to because every relationship takes two people. So we can just keep blaming the other person and say, it's them, it's all the men, all the men, they are all, you know, <laughs> something is wrong with all of them. It's literally impossible. You are attracting, not only attracting, you might be attracting a healthy person, but that seems boring. So you keep attracting and choosing men that are unavailable. So there's something within you that needs to be looked at. And, you know, it is when we talk about being deeply connected, it really requires us to drop from our heads to our hearts. And we can have so many protective behaviors and protective mechanisms to just like close it off, close it off. And every time you feel yourself getting anxious around a person or having a tough conversation, hard conversations are necessary. But if you feel yourself like you don't know what's going on and you feel yourself overwhelmed, you need to get out of your head, get out of your head and analyzing and thinking and, and just, you know, sitting there and it's like this repetitive thoughts because when you are feeling anxious and uncomfortable, you are already in your fight flight. So that's it. Your logical brain is offline. 
it is offline. So you're saying in your head and trying to figure this out and make sense of why is he behaving this way? Why am I feeling unloved? Why am I feeling abandoned or rejected? Right? Because those are really the fears of our heart. We don't want to be abandoned and, and rejected and thought of in some ways that are not who we are. Get out of your head, get out of your head, go to your body. And if you don't know how to get in your body, you really need to learn about this or get some support, how to, how to really connect to this home that you live in every single day, because your body is your home, your brain is your home, your body and, and your heart. So drop into your body and then notice, and I will talk more about this in another episode, but you need to be able to notice what am I feeling? Because if you are uncomfortable with expressing that, it will be very, very difficult for you to feel deeply connected in your relationship. If you can't go and connect to yourself on a deeper level, you, it will be very hard to connect in a relationship on a deeper level. And very often then we feel like it's always them, like something's off. They, they don't appreciate us. They don't validate us, but it's us being disconnected from ourselves. So how can we feel how they feel about us if we don't feel anything about ourselves, but thinking about what they think about us and what we don't get from them. So I want you to notice how much you live and, and want to do relationships from your head and how much comes from your heart. Opening heart is so courageous. It is so, so courageous. And in my coaching, I really teach women, if you are single or you're in a relationship married, I really teach you how to come into and step into self-leadership. Because when you are in self-leadership, you will always choose courage. You will always choose compassion. You will always choose yourself in a way that is respectful of another person. So I just love talking about this. Um, I want to touch on having difficult conversations and what happens to us when we are uncomfortable with having them. That can also go to friendships. It can go to conversations with our parents. It can go to conversations with our employees, or if you work for a corporation with your boss. And what happens is when there is something that is not sitting well with us, when there is something we truly, truly want to express and we feel the blockage, the blockage of, if I say this, the other person will not be able to receive it. Or if I say this, this other person will be hurt. If I say this, this other person now will create this picture of who I am and it will not be a positive one. And this person will go and share that with other people. And I will be exposed, not even for who I am, for, but for their experience of me. And it feels so just unsafe. It makes me feel, you can feel like your brain goes off again and we go to fight flight and you are experiencing this unsettling anxiety. I say anxiety feels really like your body is shaking, but inside, nobody can see it, but you are like boiling all the time. I compare it to, imagine you are making a soup and with lots of vegetables and the water and you have a cover on the, on the pot, right? Like the pot lid and the soup is boiling and the water is coming out, coming out because it's boiling but the lid is still on, on, on the top of, of the pot. And what happens with this anxiousness or wor worry, you know, this feeling of worry and fear is that when we don't address it at some point, the, the water will cook so much that it's going to push the lid off the pot and it's going to just explode all over 
right? Our kitchen. That's what happens. And exactly, this is exactly what happens with our emotions. When we don't address them, it just keeps feeling like this in our body. You know, this tingling feeling is like in your stomach or in your chest. And it's just this, it's so unsettling. You know what I'm talking about. I know, you know, I know, you know what I'm talking about. And you don't address it. You don't address it. You don't address it. And then it's just exploding. You become reactive. You become I will call this passive aggressive communication style, meaning I don't say anything. I go with it. I pretend I'm not bothered. And then I will give it to you in a way <laughs> that I'm ashamed of because now I'm out of control because I've been holding on to the sensation in my body for such a long time that I don't have any control about how it's going to go right now. So really understanding that hard conversations need to happen. So now, you now know that there's something that you need to express yourself. And I will tell you, ladies, this. Very often, you know what you need to say. Let me tell you, very often, you know where there is a red flag. You know where there's something that needs to be addressed. But then you keep doubting yourself. You keep dismissing yourself. Um, you ignore your inner knowing. <sighs> and then... If you don't speak about what needs to be spoken about, it creates so many different things in your relationship, let me tell you. And is this felt feeling of something is off, nobody's talking about this, and then we create stories. Stories about the other person. Stories about how this relationship will go, friendship or business, whatever, whatever the situation is. And we just run with this scenario and it becomes such a big thing right? We just don't talk about it. We ignore it. And then we wait till the last moment, maybe to mention something or not, and still playing it down. And let me tell you this, you are making, doing such a disservice to yourself, but also to the other person involved. It is a disservice to yourself. You are abandoning your true self. You are abandoning what you really know about yourself. This is self-betrayal, self-betrayal. And I will talk about this more later, but when we keep betraying ourselves over and over and over again by not using our voice and expressing ourselves, even if it's hard, we literally are putting ourselves constantly in fight and flight. And we don't understand that the moment we voice what we need to voice, yes, it will feel uncomfortable, but it will also feel like, thank you. Thank you for honoring yourself. Thank you for saying exactly what needed to be said. Thank you. Thank you and thank you. Thank you for choosing me when you speak your truth. And it creates such a powerful moment for you, ladies. Even if the other person doesn't receive that, yes, it might create some discomfort within you, but you received that. You received yourself. You chose yourself. So hard conversations are necessary. And every time we try to avoid them because the other person is avoidant or you are now being avoidant and now we both of us are avoidant, it creates so much dysregulation, internal turmoil and chaos. You spiral in your head again because fight flight, we are not in our bodies now. <sighs> I just love talking about this because so many relationships become undone because of our fear of being in our heart, because of our fear of speaking the unspoken, because of our fear to stepping into who we truly want to be and who we are at the core with our beliefs and values. 
And this is not necessary. This is not necessary. Communication, the way you communicate, even if there is some fire in the communication and the other person doesn't agree, it's okay. They can disagree. It is safe for them to say no. And it's still your right to say what you need to say in a respectful way. So let me give you an example. If you are on a date and you are having a fabulous time and this man starts talking about something from his past that is connected to some trauma or negative experiences that you are not ready for because this is your first day and you are here to have some fun and get to know this person and also be loose. I don't want you to sit there and think like, why are we talking about this? I'm not enjoying it. I want you to recognize this discomfort in your body and I want you to gently honor yourself and open your mouth and say, I'm loving this date with you and being here. You are such a beautiful person. And I would love for us to change the subject because it just doesn't feel like this is right right now for us. What do you think about that? How powerful is this? Powerful and life-changing. If you are in a relationship and your partner or your husband shuts down for days. I want you to have the courage to talk to him and say, I love you, honey. And I understand that something has happened that feels overwhelming for you emotionally. And I want you to take the time. And I also want you to know that I would love for us to reconnect tonight. Because, and that's it. And you leave it. If at the evening, the evening comes and he's still not talking to you, I want you to have the courage to say, and of course you are always in choice, courage to say, honey, it has been the whole day and I really need to speak with you because I feel very anxious right now. This, this not speaking for the whole day leaves me hanging and I know you love me and I know you care for me. And at the same time, it leaves me very concerned here. So I would love for us to have a conversation and just be with each other. What do you think? And if he says no, then again, it is up to you to take more time and understand yourself. Do I want to be in a relationship or even marriage with someone who ignores my, my foundational need for connection while I'm telling him how it leaves me feeling? Yes, of course, you can take care of your feelings. And in a relationship, the basic needs that you have also are there to be met. So I will finish with this. Be aware. Pay more attention to yourself. Pay more attention to how you feel. Pay more attention to makes you feel anxious. Pay more attention to how the people around you, is it your men that you are dating, your spouse or your friends or your boss or your girlfriends, how do you feel around them? Do you feel safe to express yourself? Do you feel like there is a wall? And if it's one, if it's one there, are you feeling comfortable to expressing that? What are your standards for relationships and connection? What are your standards? And I will say this with love. Everything starts with you. So first check within yourself where you have your own avoidance or emotional availability. Maybe you are more open or more close depending on a person. But take the time to be really curious and compassionate. And may we remember to stay deeply connected to ourselves and those around us. Thank you so much for loving yourself enough to spend the time deep diving into what you need to feel, heal, and connect again. 
My hope is that you are able to connect with yourself and others differently today. Please share this with other women in your life. It is time we share the wealth when it comes to connecting deeply with ourselves and those around us. Make sure to write a review on all your favorite listening platforms and join us on YouTube as well. You can always learn more about working with me at ludmiwawoodruff.com and I will see you next week. Thank you.